When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. And you ever see someone posting pictures of where they go on holidays and their pictures and their enthusiasm and joy for where they're going makes you want to go there? Such is what happened to me over the last few days looking at the Twitter feed and Facebook feed of Philip Nolan, Philip of the Irish Daily Mail. You'll have first heard Philip on the show during lockdown. He was the man who started putting up pictures of his dinner, and he still does it from t- from time to time. He puts up pictures as well of the cars that he gets to drive, and of course we're all dripping with jealousy when he does that as part of his job as a motoring correspondent. But Philip, your pictures of South Africa brought across a love for the area, and that's where I want to start. You love it so much. Why? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Yes, I do, because um, back in 1999, when I was working at the time for the Evening Herald, um, independent newspapers owned um, major newspaper chains in Australia, New Zealand and South Africa. And they had a fellowship program where one journalist from each of those papers could spend three months working on any other paper in the group of their choice. So I went to the Cape Argus in Cape Town for three months in 1999 and not only fell in love with the country, but also made you know a, a lot of friends with whom I'm still in touch, as you may have seen on the, uh, on the, on the photographs. Well, was that because you are a man who also loves to travel and you've been in practically every country in the world? Was it just the, the, the gig came up and you chose Cape Town? Yes, in actual fact, my my initial choice, my original choice was um, New Zealand uh, when I applied for that fair program in 1998. And I didn't get it that year. And it turned out to be an absolute blessing because halfway through what would have been my summer away, my dad actually died unexpectedly. So I would have been away. And being in New Zealand would have been a long way to get home. So when it did come up for me the following year, and because my mother was still alive, I thought, you know something, just go to the nearest place effectively. And, you know, uh, South Africa is more or less on the same time zone. It's usually only an hour ahead. Mm -hmm. At the moment, it's two because we changed our clocks. So, you know, there's no jet lag, which is another great thing. You know, um, jet lag only really kicks in when there's a massive time difference. But because there isn't, uh, you just fly up in a straight line. So it's great. You you arrived as the, the, the rugby team was heading back from the World Cup. I did. I had a couple of days work in Pretoria first. So I flew into Johannesburg uh, last Tuesday, Tuesday of last week. And um, I arrived in at nine o'clock and the airport was completely hopping, as it would be here, I suppose, if we had won. Um, and yeah, music and dancing and everything. The team were due in at 11. And then while I was in Pretoria, they did a kind of a victory tour in Soweto, uh, Pretoria and Johannesburg. And then when I arrived in Cape Town on Friday, they had just finished their victory tour in Cape Town and were arriving at the airport to head on to Durban. So they're kind of following me around for a few days. How are, they, uh, are they following you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thinking, anyway. So, 
we hear a lot of I get regular callers, South African callers who are now living in Ireland, and and they and they talk about you know it's a it's a beautiful place, but it can be a tough place to live. Let's focus on the good stuff. Why do you why do you love it so much? Well, first of all, it's physically stunning. And, you know, I often wonder, I mean, you know, they say that that uh, the human race originated in, in South Africa or certainly in, in sub-Saharan Africa. And I sometimes wonder if there's kind of some sort of genetic muscle memory that just ties us to the place. But it really is gorgeous. But more to the point, the people in South Africa are just the friendliest. And look, you know, yes, when I say that, the people you meet, you know, socially and, 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 and through work or whatever are very friendly. But still, of course, there is a massive crime problem and you certainly don't want to be out by yourself at night because something will happen to you more or less um, and you have to be careful when you're driving in case you're carjacked and stuff like that but that plays into something else we'll probably talk about later but for the moment yes the good stuff is just just brilliant people and great food and just everywhere you look there's a view that kind of takes your breath away it really is an extraordinary place mm, they love they, they love their food and they love to barbecue they have a whole new take a whole take on barbecue Completely. I mean, funnily enough, I I met two different, I had a lot of people to meet and on Saturday I met friends on Saturday at lunchtime and I met, and then I went on that afternoon and both of them had uh, prepared a massive braai for me, which is the South African word for barbecue. So I had two braais on Saturday and it was very full as a consequence of that. But yeah, I mean, borovores would be the big thing. It's that kind of circular sausage thing that they do on Mm. the grill. And um, they'd be very fond of biltong as well, which is that you know, what we would call beef jerky, I guess, um, dr- dried beef. Yeah. And then there's another dish, a poiki, which is like a stew. But um, yeah, I mean, the the the, the out, out, outdoor living is a big thing there for obvious reasons because of the climate. So uh, yeah. I'd say a lot of people cook probably more outdoors than indoors. Yeah. What is the climate like? You arrived to pouring rain, but it didn't wasn't long changing. I did, but it was really weird, actually, because on the Saturday before I left, the temperature in Pretoria was 31 degrees, and when I arrived on the Tuesday morning, it was 12, and absolutely lashing rain, and it basically didn't stop all day, and there was, like, severe flooding in some places as well, but they get these fronts that move up, you know, we forget the two hemispheres, that their fronts tend to move up from the Antarctic, so um, they just had a freak uh, cold front, I guess, uh, with lots of rain. But then, you know, by the end of the week, and by, by last Friday in Pretoria, it was back up in the low 20s. And the whole time I was in Cape Town from Friday until Monday night, uh, it was in the 20s as well. And while it was cloudy and the mountain, Table Mountain, often disappeared, mm. um, the weather by and large was great. I didn't see any rain. So, yeah, it was good. As people, we seem to get on very well, Philip. I, I, I think there's a thing between my, my daughter works with a South African guy and we have them called I think as people the Irish and the South Africans we were almost born to get on absolutely here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And I think, you know, there are, some, there are many factors that kind of explain that in many ways, I guess. Um, you know, we're both post-colonial societies. We're both, we obviously are much further down the road, but they too are a fledgling democracy. They're a fledgling democracy with all the problems you associate with that. Um, and, you know, they have a massive hill to climb in terms of providing for all. They're like, it's a country of 62 million people. We have to remember this. It's, you know, much, much bigger than Ireland geographically and in terms mm. of population. And they're just, it's very difficult. I, I think when people saw the ANC elected in 1994 after Nelson Mandela was released from prison in the first democratic election. They assumed there would be some sort of magic wand, but the magic wand really hasn't happened, unfortunately. Yeah. I've, I have a friend I was in college with, and I, I met him last year for the first time in many years at these inevitable roundy birthdays that happen at this time of our Indeed, lives. to us all. I, I said, Joe, I said, do you know how long it's been? He said, no. I said, it's been 36 and a half years, he said to me. But I spent 14 of them in Johannesburg. He said, I loved it and hated it at the same time. And one of the things he didn't like was he was expected, because he was in a good job and earning good money, works in IT, he said, I was expected to have a servant. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is, uh, and most people, when, certainly when I was there in 1999, uh, it wasn't even necessarily just the one. Some people had two or three. They would have had a housekeeper and a childminder who lived in, or they and they certainly probably would have had a gardener. But the thing about it is now, unfortunately, that like every house, you, that there are enclaves, and, and this is the the. the the, the, the hill that South Africa has to climb because there are basically areas where black people live and there are areas where white people live and in the white communities you'll see a lot of high fencing around houses, you'll see barbed wire, you'll see signs beside the front gate saying that you know the house, uh, they, they pay for armed response security mm. because you know burglaries and, and incursions are, are frequent enough unfortunately mm. and you know, there's a reason for that too insofar as you know there is very, very high unemployment. The overall unemployment rate at the moment is running at about 33%, but youth unemployment is running at over 50%, 51 or 52% at the minute. And that's, you, when, you're, when you're driving around and you see just gangs of young people, um, mostly young men as it happens, um, just hanging around like braziers um, where they've let them to just kind of have a social outlet, I guess, and living under bridges. And even in Cape Town, you know, I saw, I saw some improvement there insofar as on the road from the airport into town that used to be basically one long kind of town of shacks and it seemed to me this time that a lot more brick housing had been built there but there still were a lot of shacks um, mm. and that's the way a lot of people still continue to live are, are there still shades of the apartheid regime then if you see them 
No, not at all. No? I mean, that's the that's the other problem, is that um, you know that there might be you know there might be you know unconscious bias, I suppose, among some people, but there's nothing legally um, in place. The problem is that no. The what African I mean is, Philip, do, do the black community and the white community, the Africaners and the black community, do they all do they live and work together? Do they? I know they do the absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They, they 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 definitely do now. But the the issue, I guess, is that um, the African National Congress, the ANC. Um, that, that, that has been in power since 1994 um, really hasn't moved quickly enough to alleviate the problems and the, you know, every single person you talk to will talk about corruption in politics, uh, most of which is just people taking bribes or whatever. So that whole culture really is quite entrenched in the system now. Yeah. And that's very disappointing. But then that's said and done, as everybody also says, there's really kind of, you know, a very ineffective opposition. So who do you vote for? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's well, like you said, I, mean, I, was, I was intrigued by by your photographs and, and your, your love of the place, which you've explained to me. Why you, in, in terms of value for money, now look, the rand isn't worth tuppence, so we know, we, know, we know that, but you've got incredible value for money out there. I did, and I'll say this with, with, with caution, because I know that people running businesses here get really annoyed about this, because there are so many different factors yeah. at play in terms yeah. of staff costs and rentals and all that. So basically, well, the only reason I'm saying this is because if you are traveling down there, you will get great value for money. I mean, I, I was at a gig last Saturday night um, with friends there, and I got, like, it, it, it beggars belief that this would cost so little. I got two vodka and Cokes, a whiskey, a Jägermeister, a glass of white wine, um, and a pint of beer, and the whole lot came to thirteen euro and fifty seven cents. But like I say, the reasons for that are a very favourable exchange rate for us, low staff costs, and mm-hmm. just you know purchasing power parity to a South African that might be you know a fair amount of money. But because of the rand for us, it's not you know, and that's the difference. And of course, the other thing at the moment as well is they're they're enduring um, load shedding, which effectively is blackouts, power cuts every yeah. single day of the week. I had a caller yeah, about that not so long ago. Was telling me about that actually load shedding. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, everybody has an app, and effectively the app tells you when it's your turn, uh, what time every day, though for most people it seems to be roughly the same time every day for a few hours, up mm-hmm. to 12 sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah, but all the, again, if you are traveling down there, all the hotels and, you know, restaurants and, and places like that all have generators. Mm-hmm. And so there's this kind of, there's this kind of like, 12 15 second lull where you're in pitch darkness and then everything just kind of gently kicks back in um, mm. but for ordinary people in uh, at home they have to just sit it out unless they have a parent virtue yeah and, and lastly um be, being a rugby fan i'm watching more and more in, of engagement now between the ireland and uh, i forget with the urc and more trips mm-hmm. up and down but would you encourage someone to give it a shot philip Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. And I mean, you know, again, with a caveat, you know, you do have to, you do have to watch where you're going. There's no yeah. question about that, and there's no point in trying to sugarcoat it. But the other thing that is incredibly cheap down there is Ubers, and they're plentiful and they're safe. And you know, with as with everything on Uber anywhere, look at the driver's star rating, and even a stupid thing like the airport from the airport to my hotel was like twenty one, twenty two kilometers, and that that Uber was like twelve euro. So even in the city centre, if you even have to walk, you know a thousand meters at night uh, between two venues um, after dark just hop in an Uber uh, it'll be it'll cost you two or three euro and for the peace of mind it's it's more than worth it and what's the nice hotel room cost then 
Well, you see, again, it's, it's like anything else. I, I was kind of lucky insofar as I, I book a lot of my hotels on hotels.com and if you, you, you basically get reward nights yeah. if you sign up. So I had more than 10 reward nights. So I had an average uh, discount of um, 114 euro. So what I did was rather than, you know, um, going to a cheap hotel and getting a free night, I booked a better room but used it uh, to the, for that upgrade if you're with yeah. me. So I got a lovely room in a hotel to park in um, um, and, and I had a balcony with a view of Table Mountain. Not that the mountain played ball all the time because there was a lot of cloud. But uh, that, that's what you do. You pay for experiences. And yeah. um, so I think I paid for the, for the three nights, I think, with the disc, after the discount, I think I paid three, like 315 euros or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. But again, that would, be, that would be very mid-range. You could do an awful lot better than that. Right. Philip, listen, a pleasure to talk to you. And your photographs were wonderful. Philip Nolan of the Irish Daily Mail, just back from his beloved South Africa. Fell in love with the place 30-odd years ago and he worked there. And he still keeps that love today for all its problems. Courts 96 FM.